Welcome to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church, Springfield, Tennessee. Listen now as we join our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guests as they give biblical insight into your toughest theological questions as we explore the Bible together. Well, we are back in the studio. I'm thankful today to have our studio uh, personalities, and we've got uh, some new folks, so we'll introduce those, but with us today in the studio. First, let me say thank you for joining us for We Found Another Hour podcast. We named that uh, simply because we, there's just not enough time when you're talking about the Word of God. Would y'all agree with that, guys? Absolutely. There's just not enough time. And I find myself that uh, I say all the time from the pulpit if I had another hour to preach on that. So with a podcast, we found another hour. So thank you again for your uh, support and listening, tuning in as we just uncover and explore the Bible together. With me in the studio today, we've got Caleb Lewis, our uh, associate pastor. Uh, welcome back after, well, we're going to talk about 2021 here in just a minute, but uh, welcome back to the studio. Brother Michael Sharon, our student pastor, is with us. Student pastor extraordinaire. Good I want to add to that. And uh, we've got two new studio personalities. Um, we I'm glad to introduce uh, Brother Derek O'Quinn. He is brand new to our staff, and it seems like uh, just from the fall through the uh, the start of this year, uh, we get new personalities because new people coming on staff. So, Brother Derek, we're glad to have you. Brother Derek's leading our uh, missions. Uh, he, he's our missions pastor, so he is uh, he, uh, obviously uh, with all that we do here at Grace Baptist, he is in full swing. He came in with all throttles, all cylinders rolling forward. So uh, welcome, Brother Derek. I'm glad and, to be here. And then uh, we have uh, one of my favorite people on the planet, uh, one of the greatest men I know in just life and friendship and, and uh, uh, well, ministry. And we have with us Dr. David Level. Dr. Levels just uh, an awesome ministry, and he's no stranger uh, to Springfield, where we're located, because uh, uh, Brother David pastored Springfield Baptist Church here in town and uh, uh, moved on to West Tennessee, uh, but uh, it's been a vital part of not only ministry in the state of Tennessee, serving as the president of the Tennessee Baptist Convention, uh, if you've been familiar with New Orleans at all, you're familiar with the level name. His father was uh, president of New Orleans Baptist Theological Seminary. And also, uh, not only your father, but it was your uncle too, right? Great uncle. Great uncle. So uh, just, uh, just a great legend, if you will, legacy from his family, from the level family of ministry. So Brother David, we're glad... Uh, that you're with us today as well. It's my privilege. Thanks for having me. Well, guys, we got some questions. Uh, we have started this, the first, this is 2021. Can y'all believe that we're finally made it to 2021? Mm. Oh, shoot. We ought to just give the Lord a clap praise for that. You know, that's my favorite uh, saying, but I'm grateful uh, to, to launch a new year. And there's many things that come with a new year, new starts and, and all of that. And that's kind of where we are. Uh, in terms of ministry, in terms of our Bible reading, we're starting over reading the Bible, and we've got some great, great questions. But before we dive into there, Brother David, uh, you welcome back to Springfield. Uh, as I said, you were here for, how long did you pastor here? Eight years. 
It was the longest 20 years you ever spent in an 80-year period. <laughs> I love Robertson County. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, we do too, and uh, uh, so we're grateful. Brother Derek, uh, tell us a little bit. Uh, let let the, uh, the audience know who you are, where you're from. You, you're, you're from now. Uh, did you grow up uh, at the same place that uh, Jesus hung out in terms of, especially on Saturdays? Tell us a little bit about For that. the most part, yeah. I, you could run into him every once in a while out there. We were, I'm born and raised in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, the Yay. promised land. Yes, the promised land. Oh, yes. yeah. So, uh, and y'all have had a lot of Jesus sightings because he does hang out there because um, uh, that's obvious on Saturdays a lot. So did you ever get to see uh, Jesus on campus at the University of Alabama? Didn't you attend the University of Alabama? I did. I was there, and um, I saw uh, some people that might look like Jesus, but not necessarily represent him. Uh, but, uh, no, I enjoyed my time there, and then uh, went on down to New Orleans and uh, working on a or worked on an MDiv there and just had a blast um, being another odd culture that's uh, – a really interesting place and while you were there did you realize that the antichrist is going to come from tuscaloosa alabama <laughs> did you realize that i i, I finally sweet, realized sweet that deception i was very surprised to find out that the rest of the world didn't love saving quite like we did i think that's where the devil hangs out because <laughs> the football coach is nick satan yeah he's masquerading uh, roll Tide. Uh, <laughs> I mean, but, I mean I, I, all I do is look at the stats. I mean, that's all I do. So uh, we just uh, gauge championships. And, you know, the difference between Alabama football and Tennessee football, where y'all are all fans, is uh, we, 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 I guess we had our recruiting efforts a little bit. I mean, we take them out of a McDonald's bag at least. And put, no, that's a whole different subject. <laughs> well, it, it is interesting that all Alabama – folks are living in Tennessee. I don't understand that fully. You well, can explain that to me. We're missionaries. <laughs> yeah, we had to get up there as quick no, as you had know. to get out. There's, there's, there's six million lost people up here in the state of Tennessee. Y'all you know? just wanted to wear shoes in winter. I know why you came to Tennessee. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, well, guys, it's great to have you, and I'm glad uh, to be on this new season of our podcast, and I'm excited about the questions that we have before us. We're going to dive into that. i got a great one, and here's what we'll do today. I'm going to read uh, the question, and then we'll take a little break, and then we're going to dive into the heart of trying to figure out uh, from Genesis chapter 6. And I sprung this on our uh, studio panel our, um, uh, this morning because really what we do on Wednesday night or, or me personally as far as our Grace University on our Wednesday night campus activities I teach uh, a class called Explore the Bible which is really the ebb and flow of our discipleship strategy so we um, preach and teach the same thing in Sunday school Brother David uh, so our curriculum, whatever our curriculum is, uh, we're traveling through Explore the Bible. Um, from uh, That's from LifeWay, our Baptist Vatican. And uh, so <laughs> that material, uh, we're flowing through that, which will take us over an eight-year course of time through the entire Bible uh, and a little bit more in depth. Before that, we did Answers and Genesis. And basically, uh, we preach and teach the same thing from the pulpit to the classroom, to the lectern. Uh, and in conjunction with that, we take the church through the Bible in a year, 
a read the Bible in a year program. And then, uh, and we do that every year. So we're reading in a year's time, but we're exploring over a period of time. And uh, so through that, we get some great questions. We get some great opportunities to really dive into the Word of God. Here's a question that came from one of our folks uh, that I didn't get to and you didn't get to last night in our class. Brother David and I are tag teaming in teaching Explore the Bible, and uh, he's teaching at the Greenbrier campus. I'm teaching at the main campus, and then we'll kind of swap that up so we can both spend some time. But uh, there was a question that we didn't get to last night, and I promised them that we would answer on the podcast. So let me give you the question, and then we're going to dive in after our break, okay? And here's, uh, here's the question. The question is from Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. And the question is this. Were the sons of God descendants of Seth, and were the daughters of God descendants of Cain? And then a follow-up question. Were their offspring the Nephilim, or the Nephilim, as it's sometimes pronounced? So uh, this is a great question. It really leads more into an understanding than just the surface of the question. So we'll dive into that right after we take this break. Hey, listening audience. Thank you for tuning in to We Found Another Hour podcast. I want to take this opportunity to tell you about a great Christian education for your children. As uh, many of you are aware, at Grace Baptist Church, we began a ministry, a Christian private school uh, called Grace Baptist Academy. I'd love to invite you to check out uh, some more information about Grace Baptist Academy, especially as we walk through these unparalleled and unprecedented times of the year 2020. But as we uh, move toward 2021, we would love to have your pre-K-3, K-4, or kindergarten student to be a part of Grace Baptist Academy. If you'd like more information about that, please go to our website at www.gbcspringfield.org and uh, just follow the tab to Grace Baptist Academy. Enrollment is so easy. And uh, I'll go ahead and tell you that uh, tuition is uh, very, very reasonable. And it is, again, a great ministry uh, to lay a great foundation for a great future for your student. Again, Grace Baptist Academy, www.gbcspringfield.org. And we're back and we have a question before us uh, in regards to the sons of God and the daughters of men. So, uh, guys, as we read this question, obviously it's from Genesis chapter 6. Let 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 me just talk a little bit about that because this is at the time that God is getting ready uh, to wipe out the planet. I mean, he's wiping out civilization, wiping out everything with the flood that came uh, right before uh, uh, the the flood that corresponds with Noah's Ark and and the covenant there. But here's the bottom line. Uh, When we get to this passage, things are bad. Okay, like they're they're bad. We think things are bad today, mm-hmm. and uh, certainly society and all the things uh, out in the world, it just seems to be spiraling down. Well, we see pre-flood the the ultimate spiral uh, when God. The Bible says that God was even sorry. He and in, in verse five it says, "Then the Lord saw the wickedness of man." was great on the earth and that every intent of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. And he was sorry that he had even made man. I wonder today, you know, because the Bible says this, 
Uh, as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. I, I wonder what, what, what threshold that God is right now in terms of uh, his readying himself to return and come bring his children home mm -hmm. and, uh, well, this, and, and, and bring on that tribulation thing. So uh, we, certainly we don't have time to explore that. But let, let's talk about these sons of God and, and daughters of men. Again, the question is, were the sons of God, were they descendants of Seth, and were the daughters of men uh, descendants of uh, Cain. Cain? Yeah, thank you, Brother David. So what's your thoughts on that? Brother Michael, do you I have wanna, any thoughts? So I, I need have, to give you time to prepare uh, before the podcast. So I figured <laughs> I'd call you first. So I've got some thoughts, and I'm probably going to be the black sheep in the group, which is fine. But before I tell you my thoughts, I, I just want to read those four verses, okay. if that's okay. So here's what it says. This is Genesis chapter 6, verses 1 through 4. When man began to multiply on the face of the land, and daughters were born to them, the sons of God saw that the daughters of man were attractive, and they took as their wives as many as they chose. And then the Lord said, My spirit will not abide in man forever, for he is flesh. His days will be a hundred and twenty years. The Nephilim, or giants, were on the earth in those days, and also afterwards. When the sons of God came into the daughters of men, and they bore children to them, and these were the mighty men who were of old the men of renown. And then we pick up, you know, with God being displeased with the intention of the heart. So really, for, for me in my mind, I do not know if these sons of God are descendants of Seth. I do not know if these sons or the daughters of men are descendants of Cain. But what seems to be going on to me is that in Genesis 3.15, God punishes Adam and Eve, right? And then he tells Eve, from your offspring, there's coming one that's going to crush the head of the serpent, and the enemy knows that. And I think from that moment on, the enemy's intention is to do everything that he can to corrupt whatever this godly seed is going to be. Okay? So he is trying to infiltrate God's family, just like he's trying to infiltrate our family right? That, that's his mission. His goal is to destroy you as a family. So whether or not you believe uh, the sons of God being uh, people, maybe from Cain's line, or maybe you're way off on the other end, kind of like I am, and you think maybe these sons of God uh, might even be fallen angels, right? And, and I, you don't, you know, there's multiple passages in the Old Testament, um, that talk in reference and use that word son of God. And it is in a direct reference to an angel. There's a couple in Job, um, but there's also references in the new Testament that talks about the sons of God. And it's talking about God's people. But, but either way, I think what's going on is the enemy is trying to do his best to come into God's plan and corrupt it and make sure that whatever comes from that line is so corrupted enough that it will not be able to crush him. But I, I think that's what's going on. But I don't think the sons of God are sons um, of Seth. I'm kind of leaning way, way out there to, to the other end of the spectrum. Well, here's the thing, because you bring up a great point about the sons of God and really who they are. One, we can answer the question pretty easily. Because uh, what are the sons of God, are they from the lineage of Seth and the daughters of men from the lineage of Cain? Uh, the Bible does not tell us. So the answer to that is we don't we, we, we don't know. There's there's no biblical evidence that supports either one. So then that begs to the question, as you were describing, Brother Michael, 
well, then who are the sons mm-hmm. of God? So there are a lot of differing theories out there. Um, of, of course, I've, uh, I, I've, got, I've studied this a long time. Uh, believe it or not, every time we read through the Bible, when we get to this part, this is a question. Yeah. I mean, every time, especially because you see something like this again over in Job chapter 1, verse 6. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, and as you said, many references. So really, who are the sons of God? Brother David? Uh, chime in on this. You're the you're you're the resident expert with us. Come on, chime in on this on the sons of God. <laughs> We're in trouble then. The uh, the passage has several different thoughts. If you study uh, commentators, um, one um, think of course the Nephilim are giants. Sure, um, that's so, what the word means. Much in the much in the realm of. <laughs> Much in the realm of like we David and Goliath, uh, and so they were physically opposing, but from the context of this passage, they were uh, spiritually evil. They were given; they had given themselves to evil. And uh, let me chase one rabbit. Can you imagine a world where there was never a benevolent thought? There was never a kind action. There was never an intention for someone else's best interest. What's so attractive about Jesus is his selflessness and his love. And yet, take the polar opposite of that, that there's nothing that's uh, noteworthy or meritorious about the world, not just an individual. And we've talked about that, but even the fact that these people weren't living 80, 90 years like we're living. Right. And we've talked about this before. Imagine how terrible they were. Mm. 400, 500, 600 years old. Like, how good could you get we're, we're, being bad? Well, <laughs> one of the things, you know, that we see that's kind of hidden in this as a, as a nugget, you know, once God uh, moved into Genesis chapter 6, into this plan to flood the world, his plan of repopulation was going to be different uh, in terms of lifespan. Because you're right, the, the, the older we get, the propensity we have to get mm-hmm. moved further and further away from God. So he shortened lifespan. Um, now, that's a progressive. I had another question about why did such and such, you know, after God shortened the lifespan, live. it was a progressive plan. And we see now, I mean, do y'all know anybody that lived, has lived more than 120 years? How old's my mom? Mama, Mama will be 102 this year. She's, she's going strong. She yeah, think she might have 18 more in her. Yeah, but she, <laughs> she might get 18. But you know, I mean, so, get 19. So, so we see God's progressive plan to shorten life. And there's a reason for that. There's yeah. a reason for that. So I, I'm grateful. Um, the, the sons of God here, there's several thoughts related to who that could be. And to answer the question that was asked, there's no biblical answer. But as people think about this through the Bible, some folks think that it could have been the uh, men of um, leadership, uh, men of, of uh, leadership in the community, and that that was the religious leaders, and that those religious leaders were the sons of God. Um, some people think, as has been mentioned, that it was fallen angels, and that there was a uh, demonic component to the evil that was going on, and and that would feed that narrative of uh, Satan wanting to disrupt the DNA mm-hmm. uh, with evil so that there couldn't be 
a biological process that could bring forth a savior. And so uh, Satan was working, you know, if that is adhered to, Satan was working within what he knew to uh, try to destroy uh, what the Lord was doing. And so with the angels, um, um, there's that thought. Um, this is where you can go, you can go, no, the, it's just the religious leaders and the religious leaders were, had lost. Uh, I was reading in Matthew 5, uh, what happens when the salt loses its saltiness? When, mm -hmm. when the religious leaders turned evil, there was no hope for the society. Sure. And so in talking about religious leaders, that could very well be the case. Well, well hang on to that thought, and we're going to take a break, and when we come back, I want to explore uh, that just a little more and see if we can pinpoint uh, theologically, biblically, uh, maybe get a, a, a defined idea of who these sons of God are. We've got theories floating out here. Uh, I, I really would like to know where you guys stand, and you probably have guessed I'm going to tell you where I stand on it too. So let's take a break. We'll be back in just a moment. You're listening to We Found Another Hour, a podcast and ministry of Grace Baptist Church in Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about our church or any of its affiliates, please go online to www.gbcspringfield.org or simply write to us via email at podcast at gbcspringfield.org. We'd love to hear from you. Let's continue now listening as our host, Dr. Steve Freeman, and his guest continue to give biblical insight to your toughest theological questions. All right, we're, we're back, and uh, we had a little time off air, and uh, uh, this is going to be great. So here's what I'm going to do. Uh, we've talked about the two theories that uh, these sons of God could be um, uh, men, uh, you, you know, just uh, maybe religious leaders, uh, men, as the Bible says, of renown here. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. Or uh, there could be some demonic activity. So, Brother Caleb, where... What, tell us where you stand on that. What do you believe? So, uh, as we were saying in the break, uh, my, my answer yesterday may be different than my answer tomorrow, but today, at least, I think that these sons of God are human rulers, human kings, or, or like Brother David said, religious leaders who are, who are so evil that they're taking these women and they're, uh, the idea, I don't think the idea is that they're asking for their hand in marriage. They're, mm -hmm. they're stealing these women and using them as, their, as, as wives. All right, well, hang, hang on right there, and then uh, we'll, we'll let you unpack that biblically. Brother Michael, where do you stand on this? I think it's a demonic presence. Whether or not it's, you know, a fallen angel that's taken on the form of a human or someone that is physically being possessed, but I'm, I'm attributing it to demonic influence over and, humanity. Uh, I don't, I, I, maybe we ought to make this clear for the listening audience. So I'm to, let, let me use this uh, phrase, and then, Brother Derek, I want to hear where you stand. But the Bible says uh, the Nephilim, okay, or Nephilim, were on the earth in those days, and also afterward, when the sons of God came into the daughters of men. I just want to, I just want to clarify, uh, that's having sex. Okay, go ahead, Brother Derek. Where do you stand <laughs> on these sons of God? having sex with the daughters of men. Who are these sons of God? Well, I'm glad uh, you primed it that way for me. Um, I They were getting it on. They were. That I think we can all agree on that part. Uh, but I lean more towards... Obviously, it's probably the only part that we're yeah. going to have to agree. <laughs> 
my view is these are uh, these are men. Uh, there is something unique about them, uh, whether religious leaders, and I, I, there is, I think, some demonic activity, but I don't think there's this physical manifest, manifestation of a demon coming and then, as you lovely put it, have sex with women. I, I don't think that's what's going on. I think it's a actual man that is being influenced by a demon in some way or just simply... A purely evil person, the pinnacle of evil. I got you. Hold that thought, brother. Brother David Level, what do you think about this? All this. Now let me let me just say, on? as a pastor, I would I would probably not get into something like this from the pulpit. Why? Because, uh, because I just think um, if the, a lot of it is conjecture. Well, just let me stop you right there. <laughs> if we don't tell them from the pulpit about sex, the world's out here telling them sexual lies. We need to tell them the sexual truth. That's a whole nother. That, I wish we had another that, hour. To you pack you took me out of context right there. But that's okay. <laughs> I appreciate it. <laughs> I tend to do that. Yeah. The, uh, what we're doing is we're, we're trying to make thoughts related to biblical principles. And so with that, we don't need to be drawing hard lines about you're right. I'm wrong. I'm not going to talk to you because you don't believe like I believe related to this. This is a, this is an important we issue, should, but it's a tertiary. Issue. You think that's going on in our nation right oh, now? Oh, it's terrible. In our, it's going. I on don't know nation. what tertiary means, but it's probably pretty important. <laughs> but uh, I was just getting ready to say that. Yeah. Like uh, that's a good. That's a good point. We probably ought to not look at who's right and who's wrong. Now, when it comes to the Bible, uh, there are some things that are non-negotiable, obviously, but there are other things that that. We have to study. This is the beautiful part of grappling with the Word of God. This is this is why we can't just read the Word of God. Now, y'all will get me preaching. Mm-hmm. But we have to study. This is why we are intentional about unfolding and exploring the Word of God because we, we've got to know. And Brother David, this is what I tell our congregation all the time. I want them to know what they believe because they believe it. Not because I told them. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, when you take somebody else's biblical theology, you know, in, in seminary, they call that plagiarism. Mm-hmm. I don't know what, you know, so. And, and part of the problem with the church today is we've got a lot of spiritual plagiarism. And, and it's not that you have a pastor, no matter who's your pastor or, or you know, uh, whether it be me or you're listening and you attend another church. Your pastor, uh, for, for them, I guess there's some bad ones out there, but they're not going to intentionally lead you wrong. But you have to understand, they're, they're a man who's studying the Bible just like you are. So uh, do we have all the answers? No, but we're going to study and, and, and we're going to lead you into the understanding of the Bible. But that doesn't negate your responsibility. Our job is not to do the work for you. Our job is to lead you and guide you and to help you along. But we all have a responsibility to develop our own theology on every every aspect. Okay? So with that being said, get back on that churcherary. I don't know what that means. That was good. <laughs> that was a good word. Churcherary? I, I think we need to have opinions based on Scripture, but at the same time, we need to allow grace for somebody to have a different opinion. Because there are different legitimate interpretations that can be derived from Scripture. And this is being one. So uh, what, what's Satan's goal, ultimate goal? To steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to subvert. God said be fruitful and, mar- and multiply. He's going to try to subvert that. So he tries to attack marriages. 
He's also going to attack the sexual relationship. He's also going to do all these things. So we need to understand his goal. What's, what's the Lord's goal? The Lord's goal is for his humanity to fulfill his kingdom. Sure. And so those are there's a spiritual uh, cosmic conflict between light and darkness. And this is early in Genesis. You see it, and it's continued on. So as it relates to this, uh, I, I would not be surprised uh, if demonic activity were at the forefront because there was nothing good in humanity. When it uses the word evil, it, it's, it's not talking about you're a sinner saved by grace. It's talking about a prevailing atmosphere that ruled the, the globe. And uh, there was nothing good. And so that um, totally negates God's purpose in creation. And so I think there was demonic uh, activity that brought that about. So it's two to two. And there's five people in the room. Mm. Tiebreaker. All right, let's see where we lean. Well, Steve. Wow, this is like Congress. <laughs> okay. I hope so it's better than that. <laughs> it can't be all evil all the time. <laughs> well, we are talking about okay. So, all right, well, here here's here's where I stand on it, and I've studied this a long time. Okay, and I'm with Brother David. I think that uh, you know we there's lots of things we're going to get to heaven, and we're going to be like, ah, it makes sense. But Right now, we're not there, so we have to operate by faith, and, and we operate by faith with the Holy Spirit of God and His Word. This is how we operate our lives. This is the textbook. So in that, we've got to study, and we've got to think, and, and there's still practical application. Uh, first, I'm going to give you my answer, and then I'm going to walk through the Bible. First, I do not believe that it was uh, uh, demons having sex with women, uh, the daughters of men. And simply daughters of men is a phraseology that refers to women, okay? Because, and sons of God could could also refer to just mankind because God made mankind and then Eve or women were formed out of man. So they would be a daughter of man and a son of God. So that that's first and foremost. Uh, but I do not believe there was demonic activity. Uh, a couple of reasons for that. First, the Bible says in Matthew twenty-two thirty, 30, uh, Jesus is talking about how things are eternally. And, and it says, for in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. So God tells us that angels do not marry. Therefore, they do not engage in marital activities. Brother Derek, for you, that's sex. Okay. okay. Uh, so we see that um, angels do not uh, have sex. They do not. They are created beings. So we understand biblically that uh, angels don't reproduce. They're created beings. And uh, from that, uh, I get a bit of comfort uh, even in this theological viewpoint because what a strategy of Satan. I mean, if he wants to destroy mankind, what better way than to take over all the women on earth and reproduce demonic offspring? I mean, it, it, it all ends. So uh, I'm, I'm grateful. I think that there's a, a boundary there uh, that, that cannot be crossed. With that being said, you go back and you think, okay, 
these sons of God, y'all have talked about religious uh, leaders, perhaps leaders of some kind. And really, here's, here's, here's where I gather that, okay? Because I'm going to read the passage and I'm going to put it in the context that I believe the passage itself answers the question. So let me read it like this. And this really, I've studied, uh, don't tell anybody this, but I've studied the Hebrew. I went back and translated this from Hebrew to English in the way that it was originally written in the Biblica Hebraica. Is that how you pronounce it? Is that a treacherary word, uh, Brother David? <laughs> all right, so, all right, here, here. In verse 4, the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. I'm pausing for, uh, that, that's like dramatic effect. Okay, so the Nephilim were on the earth in those days. And then also, afterward, after what? After a period of time where the Nephilim were on the earth, afterward, after those days, when the sons of God, who I've already defined could just be men, but I, I, I think there's something special. The sons of God came into... Brother Derek, that's six, okay? They came into the daughters of men and they bore children to them. Those were the mighty men who were of old, men of renown. So I think when we read the passage, when we look at it, this is why it's, sometimes there's more there that meets the eye. I believe that those, and the, at the end of the passage, refers back to the sons of God and it defines who they were. Those were the mighty men Who's those? Those sons of God who came into the daughters of men and bore children to them. The those were the mighty men who were of old men of renown, which gives significant value to what y'all are talking about as far as leadership. I believe, and this is, uh, and we'll wrap up with this. This was a great question and thank you for your insight. But uh, I personally believe that uh, this is referring to the sons of God, a period of time right before God would destroy with flood because mankind had become... The, the, David, you were talking about that. The thoughts of mankind were only evil continually. There was no good. And what had happened is even the ones to whom God had called out to be spiritual leaders to lead people back had fallen. And here's the bottom line. And I don't say this because we're preachers in the room, and I certainly don't say it for any of us to be self-serving. But when the preachers go bad, there's no hope. Let me say that again. When the preachers go bad, there, there's no hope for humanity. Think about when the tribulation comes. after, Because I believe I'm pre-trib, pre-meal. And David, what, are you pre-trib, pre-meal? Yes, good, good, good. Uh, and, and I know that uh, these guys are too, but I believe that the rapture is going to occur next. But think about when Christian, Christians, authentic, true Christians are taken from the earth. How quickly this thing is going to erode in terms of humanity and morality and all of that. Because we're the light and all that will be left is darkness. I, mean, I am thankful that God is leaving his word because it will be here and people will be able to be saved during the tribulation. But my point is, when the Christians are gone, okay, and then those whom God has called out to lead Christians and lead people into the work of ministry, when the ministry's gone or when the ministry's corrupt, the people have no hope. And I believe that's exactly what happened. Mankind spiraled so much that even the preachers, even those 
uh, leaders of that time had fallen, and uh, there was a, it, it, it spiraled out of control. So that's my thought on the sons of God. Y'all did good on um, preparing for today. Thank you again for being here. Brother David, uh, will you join us on our next episode? Yeah, man. All right, Brother Derek, do you mind joining us on the next episode? We had such a good time, and uh, I promise you we won't, Brother Derek, we won't talk about sex. On the, well, I can't promise that. So anyway, oh, we'll just, why don't we just do a podcast just on it? It'll be <laughs> well, good. Uh, well, now we might get censored. <laughs> we could get censored, okay? If this thing goes out on, yeah, we get on Facebook or Twitter, we might get censored. You know, you never can tell. So anyway, I'm grateful that you're in the studio. Listen, if you mm. want to know more about having a relationship with Jesus Christ, who laid down his life for you, got up from the dead so that you could be saved. Uh, listen to our outro and get in touch with us. Get in touch with us. We can think of nothing better that we would ever do than to tell you how you can have eternal life. Pass from death to life through Jesus. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to We Found Another Hour with your host, Dr. Steve Freeman, a ministry and podcast of Grace Baptist Church of Springfield, Tennessee. If you'd like more information about becoming a follower of Christ, we'd love to have that conversation. Please contact us at 615-384-3393. For other questions or information regarding Grace Baptist Church or its affiliates, write to us via email, podcast at gbcspringfield.org. And as always, as we explore the Bible together, if you have a theological question that you'd like answered on our podcast, send the question to podcast at gbcspringfield.org. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may God bless you.